0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Happy Thursday, welcome here to a bi-week edition of Husker Online Headlines, Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, as we do every week, we bring you the five biggest headlines um, from Husker Online and uh so let's get right to it. Headline number one here as we sit at the midway point of Matt Rule's first season. Offensive coordinator Scott Satterfield or Marcus Satterfield has a mega task going forward. Uh now four season ending injuries on the offense. Uh, with the latest being wide receiver Marcus Washington, running backs Samir Johnson and Gabe Urban Jr., then earlier in the year, Isaiah García Castaneda, then to the start fall camp, tight in to Gilbert, and wide receiver Xavier Betts left the program. You have six high-level front-line players that are no longer with this offensive unit that started with the unit when fall camp started in August.
1: Oh, it is really – I mean, this is – oh, my God. The only bad thing about this, Sean, is we're starting with a bummer. We're starting with a bummer. Because if you put all those guys on this offense, it, it wouldn't
0: like look like Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. But it'd look pretty good. It, it, it would. It'd be one of the better ones in the West, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know if like saying you're the best ice fisherman in Florida right now, but um, it's, it's still an accomplishment. It's kind of like that.
1: Um, but you would, I'll tell you one thing, even sitting at one and two with what Nebraska's got left, you would feel like, oh, they got a shot. So it's really, really unfortunate. Now, the other thing it does is it – I don't mind saying it. It's kind of weird. But it alleviates pressure on Marcus Satterfield. You can't – you can't go – I mean, I, you know, here I go, the the biggest coach apologist in America. But you can't go hard at Satterfield now. I mean, what do you do? He's just got to – every week – Piece together something and hope maybe you can
0: get to 24 points. Well, then, I mean, even the Jeff Sims, Heiner discussion. I mean, I don't think anybody could have predicted that Heiner Carver would be the starter. Um, and No way. And, you know, I think it's a debate. No is he the starter because Sims is hurt or is he the starter now because he's better than Sims? Well, and ruled this week sort of said that that could have
1: easily been Chubba, you know, when when Sims went down. But Chubba was hurt. At you Colorado. Know, yeah, Chubb was still getting back from an injury. So, yeah, in a sense, you would say that Heinrich Harburg fell into this, but he's you know, he's taken advantage of it. Um he's, he's rough around the edges in the passing game, but he's a great runner, he's their best runner, gives him the best chance. It's so kind of
0: you use the purdy analogy, it's kind of like Brock Purdy in San Francisco, and nobody expected him to be the quarterback for the Niners. He beat out Garoppolo Trey Lance a number of pretty good players and he's the guy and not saying Harburg's like Brock Purdy by any means but I don't think a year ago when we were doing these shows we would have said Heinrich Harburg would be three and one as a starter oh my god
1: you you would have said I would have said Sean you're crazy they they like you've you've said it a lot they weren't even including him in meetings Logan
0: Smothers had a better chance a year ago to be three and one as a starter right now than Heinrich Harburg yeah it's
1: and, and we've covered this, but it's a really, actually a really good story, what's happening right now. Um, it would be a better story if he was a little more polished as a passer, but he's, I mean, three and ones, three and one with a great opportunity, Sean, to go four and one, but back to Satterfield. I don't know. I think about what he's think about just what we heard this week. If you just look at the running back position where he, as you mentioned, he's lost two guys. They're, they're two best guys, Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson, and then their third best guy, as 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 it wasn't a depth chart anyway, clearly has an issue right now, a big enough issue that Matt Rule spoke at length about it during his Tuesday press conference about Anthony Grant struggling to hold on to the ball. So that's the picture at running back. After Grant, it's a redshirt freshman, Emmett Johnson, who's a who's a good kid. I always feel like I feel like I'm people take it, them being critical of him. I'm not, he's a, he, but he's a redshirt freshman. He's undersized. Okay. In, in the big 10. And then you have fleeks. I don't know, Sean, it might be fleeks ahead of Emmett Johnson. It's hard to read, but that's what in fleeks is a, just, just came over from receiver.
0: That's what you got well, and They might need fleeks at receiver just as much as they need him at running back right now. <laughs> Somebody asked us that this week on Husker online, you know, what, could Fleeks go back to receiver? And I mean, it, it's a it's a fair question. Well, it is a fair question, except that I think they need him more at running. Back. Yeah, see that or both. Maybe he could do and both. Think about it, he was suspended for fall camp for for a few days because yeah. yeah. he showed up overweight. So you know, there, there's yeah the offensive situation, um, and the and the O line is still the O line. I mean they're they're not by I mean what is the best thing they can do right now? Heinrich Harburg can create with his legs, <laughs> right, and 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 coach
1: rule has alluded to the fact he's a little beat up he also it's very peculiar to me but rule has said it a couple times that he gets fatigued <laughs> i mean they're asking a lot of him but he's in good shape i mean i don't look at heinrich and go oh man he's kind of he's kind of puffy no he's not he's he's a he's a well conditioned athlete but he gets tired apparently it's a lot of weight to run that fast with it is that's true and it, there's a lot of what I would be concerned about, and maybe these guys don't think like this. Maybe I'm being a soft, you know, sign of the times type thing here. Um sensitive, Steve. Sensitive. The mental fatigue I wonder about. You know, I mean, he's got to carry, he's got to carry a lot. Heinrich, he's got I mean, they're gonna lean on him a lot. Sean, if they're gonna beat a good team,
0: he's probably gotta run for close to a hundred and throw for close to two hundred. Right. What I like though about Harburg is he understands what it means to play for Nebraska to be a Nebraska quarterback, and it's important to him at a high level. Oh yeah, That's I mean, true. and his dad 100. played here. He 100. grew up. He grew up here, and so like there's just this sense of obligation when he's out there and importance. And I'm not saying other quarterbacks didn't feel that way to an extent, but it's more with him. You can oh, just yeah. feel it. And oh yeah, I told No, Sean, I 100% agree with that.
1: And I, I, that's part of the reason I'm drawn to him. I just, he just has a lot to deal with as does Satterfield. So you got to piece it together somehow. And at receiver, which we haven't even talked about, which is fine. I mean, you're going to now, now it's camp. It's Alex Bullock and, and freshman, And then you've got to get some, something out of those freshmen. And we're talking about, about Malachi Coleman and, and Jalen Lloyd and Jaden Doss. And I think of those three, you'll start to see Doss. You'll start to see Doss move into the
0: forefront. I hope this week with the three practices they had, they really got him going more. Yeah, I bet they did. I I mean, Coleman, they've played now more than four games. Mm -hmm. Doss is, or um, Lloyd's at four. Mm -hmm. Um, So like those two guys, I think all three of those guys will play more than four because they're going to have to by necessity. And it's not ideal, Uh, but you would like to see Coleman's, Production increase too. I mean, he's got one catch, and you know he played fifty some snaps that one week. And you know, uh-huh. so, is he not getting open, and they're not throwing him the ball? I mean, is he just learning? Um, we know the abilities there with Malachi Coleman. Yeah, you hope that, and I like him. I and I think, I mean, the re
1: there's a reason why. I know I talk more glowingly about Jaden Dawes, but there's a reason why those guys are are with the varsity. We'll say, you know, just put it that way. They're with the bar. there's a reason. They've distinguished themselves throughout the weeks of practice and and shown the coaches that they can help. Now, you want you want to see it carry into the game for sure. I mean, Coleman is the kind of guy that can take a – Malachi is the kind of
0: guy that can take a slant and go the route. You just like to see it. I know? do like that they're going to be home the next two weeks. That helps. With young receivers, it's a more comfortable setting oh, for these guys. 100%,
1: Sean. 100%. And, I, and I,
0: I'm not thinking that Michigan State in early November is going to be like – I mean, as far as road atmospheres, <laughs>
1: well, it'll be a really tough. I mean, it'll be a me.
0: crowd that's going to be shifted towards hockey season and basketball season there. Well,
1: and the Lions are playing really well. Yeah. They so, are. so I, um, that trip will be really tough. Um, but yeah, these guys, I always say about freshmen, there's a lot they deal with. Everything is happening for the first time. You know, they're kind of away from home for the first time. They're, they're going to, you know, they'll be going to East Lansing for the first time. It just, there's a lot of first and it's, there's a lot to work through. So I'm not being hard on them, but what you hope though, Sean, is they take ownership and say, God, you know, if we're going to have the kind of
0: season we want, it's on you know it's a lot on us now, guys. Hey US cellular customers, I've got good news. So don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. Hi, Sean Callahan with the Husker Online Show. So what are Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks. Like up to twelve hundred dollars to upgrade to any new phone. I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off, and they must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Nice. All right, before we get to headline number two, Husker add Headlines brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future they're looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers equipment operators aerial linemen and foreman bauer underground is searching for the best in construction visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry leading benefits including competitive pay employer paid health insurance dental disability vision life insurance 401k match new top-of-the-line equipment and a clothing allowance no experience in underground utility construction no problem bauer will train the right people in the field giving you a hands-on experience that you need to have a long rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to visit testimonials from Bauer teammates about their experiences, their company culture, and the importance of their work. I can tell you, they have great tailgate parties for all of their infrastructure workers, every home game. And a lot of those guys that go up and sit in the skybox right by Sip and I. So they have an unbelievable culture at Bauer. And they are a Nebraska-owned, family-owned company, locations around the state, Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook or BauerUnderground.com to come start your new career today. Thank you, Bauer Underground, for sponsoring us here on House Crowd Headlines. All right, let's get into headline number two. The Big Ten is set to have nine Friday night games in 2024, and that's not counting Black Friday. Oh, it's not. That's not counting non-conference. Hmm. Nine conference games. <laughs> that's not count- oh, Wow. That's a lot now. And De- Tony Petiti made those comments to The Athletic at Big Ten Basketball Media Days in Minneapolis this okay. week. Um, so essentially, you're looking – you know it's a nine-game conference schedule with bye weeks in there. You're going to have a Friday night game pretty much every week.
1: Yes. Now, the teams that probably won't be involved, though, are Michigan and Ohio State, I imagine. Definitely. What about Penn State? Well, Penn so State
0: was the- – Penn State has played – at Maryland, mm-hmm. and I don't know about Rutgers, but I know they've had a Maryland Friday night game. But you look at places that they play Friday night games; it's generally <laughs> confined to these stadiums, like Memorial Stadium. I, I truly believe this will never host a Friday night game ever. It, it just because logistically it doesn't make sense. Um, and you know, I, I think when you look at places, Rutgers, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State. Like this year, this this is the this type of game would be a could be a Friday night game. Maryland, Northwestern, and in Indiana. I think those are all possibilities. Now next year, Nebraska plays at Indiana and at Purdue. So I, I would think that one of those games is gonna be on Friday night.
1: Hmm.
0: Don't you think? Yes, I, I think you're right.
1: I I I find the angle I find interesting is that I don't think though
0: Michigan, Ohio State will ever be involved in this friday night you might know you're and you know why because they're too valuable on saturday right the ratings that those teams bring fox cannot afford to lose those on saturday and wouldn't you say there was a time when nebraska was that close there was a time yeah i mean
1: not in the big Ten era but here's the difference not while Nebraska's the amount of
0: begin. alumni of those schools the university of nebraska what do they graduate a year? 6,000 graduates. Ohio State graduates 12,000. I mean, so there's just, by just pure numbers, Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State have more fans Mm -hmm. because there's more population, more graduates, more Mm -hmm. student body. Um, And that's where Nebraska is a little bit limited. Uh, But yeah, I, I think it's a safe bet every year Nebraska will play a Friday night road game
1: on top of a Black Friday game. That's interesting, Sean. And now the other question that people would have is,
0: Will there be a point when this bleeds into Thursdays? No. Um, College football used to be a Thursday night deal. Mm -hmm. And Nebraska's played Thursday night games at Southern Miss, at Texas Tech, at at, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, Um, The Rice game is a 9-11. They've got a history. They played Missouri on a Thursday night. That's right. Um, That's right. I forgot about that, Sean. I did. I forgot. Those were Thursday night games. Yes. Um, you were in Hattiesburg, right?
1: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Um, but once the NFL said we're going to start playing on Thursday, mm-hmm. then college football had to switch over to Friday, at least the Power 5 games. Yeah, because there's some games still on Thursday nights. And whatever data they have, they just must know that if you put a Power 5 game on Thursday when the NFL's on, you're just going to destroy the ra- rating. Okay. Um, so then college goes to Friday, and they'll get they'll get one or two million viewers for a game that if you aired on a Saturday would not get that many viewers.
1: I don't know. I don't have a – I hear other commentators talk about how they're disdained for teams playing on Friday. I don't necessarily share it. I don't know if the – is the enthusiasm of the fans the same? Like when we went to Illinois last week, was the enthusiasm of Nebraska fans for that game the same
0: as it would be if it, if it was a Saturday game? It seemed that way. It didn't seem that way. It seemed. Oh, it seemed. That I, mean, that way. I mean, I thought so. I think initially in 2017, when Nebraska played its first Friday night game ever at Illinois, mm-hmm. there was a big, you know, scuttle yeah. about it. But because it, it, because it, the high school, you know, the high school games are interrupted. In high school football, though, now it's different than it used to be. How so? I I felt like growing up, you know, you, you had to go to a high school game to see it. Now you can watch it on your phone follow updates they're on tv yep. um there are a lot more ways and let's face it like in nebraska high school football it's no longer a neighborhood sport anymore like when i was growing up like you'd want to go watch like you know it's a gross but like brian or south you knew kids playing there now now isn't it that
1: the same at all you have a better handle than
0: i do in omaha go all over the city and play for like you know yeah. so the better players are playing so it's it doesn't have the same feel okay. like there are so many games now in Nebraska high school football where you already know before it starts, it's going to be a 50 point win. Oh God. Um, And just the disparity of yeah. the top 10 versus like the next,
1: Oof, the
0: next group. So I, I do think come playoff time, it's different, but mm-hmm. in the regular season, it doesn't have a, a lot of the same, for whatever reason they've, they've, they've gone away from a geographical conference schedule. They have a district schedule that's, redone every year based on how you've done the previous two years so you could have like omaha north playing south sioux city mm-hmm. you know just games that don't make sense would there be a chance
1: sean of nebraska playing two friday night games next year
0: i don't i i wouldn't say no but that i'm more interested too well like they play them on the west coast like would could washington host one right
1: that would be interesting
0: could oregon i mean it seems damn. like USC is gonna be above hosting a Friday. They they've done it before.
1: That's quite that would be quite i, I now that would be quite an interruption of the norm if Nebraska had to go out and play on a coast, you know, play UCLA on a Friday night.
0: I, that's a big that's a big ask. Well, I, I wrote down seven teams that I think could host Friday games. If there's nine, <laughs> you still gotta have two other places that have them. So okay. there could be some repeat places or places like iowa or wisconsin could host i mean hmm. again i don't wisconsin hosted a friday night game this year against purdue
1: was or it at was, or was that at purdue, it was at purdue. my bad my yeah. bad that was at west Lapier.
0: again they don't generally put the friday that wasn't games right. in the big cathedral venues hmm. they're always at more of like the places that, that don't have the blue blood or consistency of their fan base that's a really interesting topic so yeah that's going to be a, a debate and you know the And look, when you have 18 teams in a conference and you're going to be getting all this money, there's a lot of mouths to feed and everyone wants money. So you have to create more exclusive windows. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have the Friday night window. Mm -hmm. You're going to have 11 a.m. big noon window. You're going to have the 230 CBS window. You're going to have the NBC night window. And you might even have a later night window as well that features the West Coast teams. Inventory. You got to create inventory. And you're seeing the NFL. I mean, the Chiefs are going to play at 830 in the morning in Germany against the Dolphins. Good God. We do what you gotta All right. do. Before we get on to headline number two, Husker Headlines brought to you by CHI, a uh, pediatric place at St. Elizabeth in um, Lincoln here. I want to tell you a little bit more about that because uh, if you have a little one and you ever have to go to an emergency room, uh, this is a great option for you and your family. Uh, taking a young child to an emergency room is not a pleasant experience. Anyone that's ever had to do it before, well, St. Elizabeth's here in Lincoln has a fully dedicated ER. Just for children, and it's open uh, 24 hours, seven days a week. You don't have to schedule an appointment. Um, so, if you do have something that you know requires immediate attention, Saint Elizabeth's Hospital here in Lincoln um, has a dedicated space called Pediatric Place. Uh, helps kind of put kids at ease, child-friendly waiting rooms. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a really, really good way to handle because going to a normal emergency room, you never know what you're going to walk into, and the last thing you want to do is um, scare your kids, you know, when they have to go to the hospital. Uh, so this is a great option, uh, with, with CHI health, visit CHI health.com pediatric place to learn more about Lincoln's only ER just for kids. Thanks again to CHI and pediatric place for sponsoring us here on the Husker online show. All right, let's get in three he- headline number three by week recruiting, um, okay. The rising stock of Keewan Lacey. I want to start there first, but there's a lot I want to get into. Because Keewan Lacey mm-hmm. is Nebraska's running back commit in this class. Four-star out of Lancaster, Texas, which is Dallas. Mm-hmm. Having a great year. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin was in his school this week to see him. Great. Florida has offered him. Alabama is talking to him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things going on with Lacey. Now, Nebraska did get Lacey up here for the Michigan game which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, he was able to come into Lincoln. Uh, but it's going to be a battle, and Nebraska will have a coach down there to see him. Not uh, Matt Rule will not be down there uh, to go see him this week, uh, but Lacey is a priority because he could play next year.
1: Right. Lacey is a priority. He's the number 16 running back in the country, according to On3, On3's rankings. I think when you... When you put the combined rankings, he's 28, whatever. He's a top thirty running back no matter what. I liked him. I liked him right away when I saw his film because he's a north and south guy. Um I, I did notice too, Sean, that the Ole Miss writer for the on three Ole Miss site refer, <laughs> referred to Nebraska's three and three record as putrid. Um getting a little getting a getting a little a zing in at Nebraska as Ole Miss pursues him. Uh, they say that there's sort of a um the comp, if you will, is Quinshawn Juckins, who's a who's a fabulous old Miss back. Yeah, Nebraska, Sean. This is what it, this is what happens though when you when you're going after one of the top. Hey, Sean, you can make a case that he's the top remaining player, available player. Well, not. I mean, I know he's technically not available. The top
0: player in the 2024 class right now, being that's. Being, still being pursued. Carter Nelson, too. And we'll get into that in a second here. Ooh, Carter Nelson. Yeah, Notre Dame is on him hard. Oh, still. God. So, uh, Kewon Lacey, though, you're right. I mean, he, he could play immediately next year because Anthony Gratt's gone. Mm-hmm. We don't know about Ramir Johnson. I mean, we assume he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Gabe Irvin, the hip injury. You never know right. how guys come back off those injuries. No, you don't. You don't. So, this is a big
1: one. And this is what happens, though, right? This is what happens. I mean, you, you got to keep recruiting them. And but man, those SEC teams can't are coming hard. Missouri, Florida, Alabama, you mentioned, um, Ole Miss. SECs coming hard after him. Um, so yeah, he's, he yeah he, yeah. Nebraska's gonna
0: have to really
1: really dig in.
0: They got to get him up here again. Okay. I think in October if they can, yeah. or for the Maryland game, it'd be nice to get him back again for another home game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, a win. Mm-hmm. The Michigan game wasn't exactly a great. Day to showcase? No,
1: it wasn't. It, the environment was good, at least to start. I don't know. And you it was never, hot. You, you, you've talked to a lot of kids, though. That that works in Nebraska's favor, probably the weather that day. You've talked to a lot of kids that they're seemingly unaffected by a loss. Yeah, like they see losses. You know, their schools lose. Um, they get around the country. Um, that's maybe part of the that that figures into their thought process somewhere but there's it just always seems like there's things that are far above that relationship with the coaches um being one you know what they're telling them about how, how they fit in the offense stuff like that it feels like that's bigger family how what the family thinks they're always looking for a family environment it seems like
0: now what are other bi-week priorities for nebraska yeah, i think what is, uh, grant bricks logan magnolia still remains uncommitted um, I big would, mystery, right? Uh, big mystery. Brian Munson talked to him this week. Um, really no update. I mean, his it's almost like he's gone backwards with his timeline and his process. Hmm. What do you make of that? He's a—he's wired differently, how he's handling his recruiting process. Um, hmm. He hasn't been on trips during the season. He's just kind of sitting back. I mean, I do think Nebraska's probably the team to beat. Um, I would expect Matt Rule will swing by Logan Magnolia here this week um, to see him so uh, keep your eyes on Grant Bricks and kind of how that plays out because uh, he's obviously a, a big target here for Nebraska down the stretch. Is Carter Nelson? Is that a something to watch? Yeah, and then Carter Nelson. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt Rule out there to watch him play Friday. And Notre Dame is on him hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a coach, um, one of their recruiting staff members, is able to travel because they have an assistant coach um, that is not traveling right now for a health reason. So that recruiting staff member. Flew into flew into Omaha or wherever he went to, and then went out to Elgin to Elgin to watch to watch a Class D two Nebraska high school football game. Like him, Um, so they 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 clearly want him. They're trying to get him to come back out again. They're on him hard. I mean, and he talks that you know. I think for Carter, you've been you've been out to Ainsworth a few times now. How hard do you think it is to get to South Bend to Ainsworth when you play Friday nights? It's not easy. No. So that is the one advantage Nebraska has. And, and Carter Nelson has been to every Nebraska home game. Hmm.
1: It just seems like it would be a massive upset for Notre Dame to come in and steal him at this
0: point. Well, there's just this mentality. Like, Nebraska is kind of vulnerable right now with where their program's at. And these bigger programs, like Notre Dame or Old Miss, they, they just, like, think that they can just come in. And, and you know, it's like coming in and taking your girlfriend. I'm better looking. I'm going to take your girlfriend right, right now in front of you. And, and I mean, that. that's what they do. They like, like, that. Yeah. I mean, they're like, why are you dating her? Why are you dating him? Yeah. I'm going to come in and just take you right now. And, uh, and that's what Notre Dame's trying to do. That's what Ole Miss is trying to do. And, you know, putrid three and three record.
1: That's what That's what the Ole Miss guy wrote. That's what the Ole Miss guy wrote. Yeah. That seems a little. Editorializing. <laughs> it's a recruiting update. <laughs> it, it was in. I'm telling you, Sean, I read it right before I got on here. That was in the recruiting update. Nebraska's putrid three and three record. Yeah, all's fair in love and war, apparently. But I, um, I, I come on, Notre Dame. Can they come in and steal Nebraska's the, the number one player in the state of Nebraska? I, I got to think that's a long shot. Notre Dame's about to go down again. By the way, that'd be their third. Lo- It'll be their third loss if they lose to USC on Saturday. Yeah, they've lost to Louisville. Of course, they lost to Ohio State. I mean, they're not tearing it up. Right I mean,
0: they're the line is thin for them, but yeah, they're not in a conference. So like they're out of it at this point. I mean, anyway, um, what else, what else is the deal, Sean? Yeah. you know, Your your coaches will be out Thursday and Friday this weekend. You know, this is really the only time they'll get out in full force. You know, I would imagine high school, Nebraska state championship games. They'll have coaches present at some of those in Memorial stadium. If they, Mm -hmm. if they have days left, I mean, you only get so many days that you can be out on the road and you're going to watch kids that are committed and and what you're looking for I, I believe i mean i've heard
1: coaches say this is you're looking for these kids that you already have you're 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 trying to to gauge if they're still working hard are they having good years are they are they in good shape are they are they fully dialed in or did they relax after they got the after they made their commitment. So you're watching that because Sean, you want them to continue to develop. I mean, you don't want them to go stale. I always thought Texas, remember Texas with Mac would sign those classes really early. And I think those, some of those kids went kind of stale. And by the time they got to campus, they were stale.
0: Um, it's they don't, different you don't want now, that to happen. You have to sign classes early because mm-hmm. the December signing period. But, so you want to stay on the kids and say, Hey, come on. I mean, I we know that you're locked in here, but that doesn't mean we don't, you can relax, right? Right. Oh, no doubt. I mean, another guy I want to bring up, they're not probably going to be out to see him. Maybe they will. I don't know. We don't know this for sure. Alex Mansky, the 2025 quarterback at oh, Algona, one. Iowa. He's thrown 25 touchdowns and no interceptions. So get this 86 completions, 25 are touchdowns. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. And and he's an excellent runner. I mean, he's, he's a big physical Josh Allen type player. So that is kind of their number one quarterback for the future, and I mean, there's some people that think he—I mean—he's better than Caitlin. Is when you look at the body of work and what he's doing. I mean, last week he was 12 of 17 for 245 and three touchdowns. That's
1: that. That's that kid that
0: me and Abby saw at camp, right? That you missed. <laughs> You're still writing uh, about somebody else, it's Bellevue West backup. Yeah, and, but he—he's their number one 2025 quarterback. They offered at camp. Um, and, and he's having a huge year. So I would imagine if they're not there this week, they will be down there very soon. Um, and the thing with Alex Mansky is, will, will he get some of the bigger offers? Will Notre Dame, will a Ohio, not Ohio State, maybe a Michigan or someone like that, will those types of teams come on him mm-hmm. or will he stay more regionalized? Okay. Well, that's something to watch. All right. Alex
1: but- Mansky is a big name right now.
0: All right, before uh, we take it to headline number four, uh, Husker Online Headlines is presented by Underdog Sports. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog using the promo code and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't already checked them out, be sure to do so. It's super easy to use. You go on the app, you pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total uh, than what's listed. For example, if Travis Kelsey's number is set for 50 yards and you know Taylor Swift is going to be in the house, You feel confident he's going to get way higher than that number. Um, Do that with two to five different players. You're in business. If you go five for five, you can go 20 times your money. Sign up today with promo code Husker to get your first deposit doubled of up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code Husker to get your first deposit doubled of up to $100. There are a lot of fantasy companies out there, but we've decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy, and it's the fastest-growing fantasy app in the industry. You must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerns to play. Call 800-522-4700 or visit www.ncp.gamblingorg.com. Uh, for more, thank you again to Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, headline number four Wisconsin is poised to become a heavy Big Ten West favorite. Uh, they will take on Iowa this weekend in a game where uh, MGM Sports right now has the over under number set at 36 and a half, down minutes. to 34. It's down to 34. Just was on uh, Iowa
1: radio before I came on, so here. it's already gone down. Yeah, down to 34 according to a uh, radio station in Iowa. Games at three o'clock on Fox. It's a major, it's a it's a huge game. I mean, Wisconsin's two and 0 Sean in the league. Uh, Iowa, I think it's two and one. Um they are. Iowa's two and one. If if Wisconsin wins the game, they they are in great shape in the West because the rest of their schedules. Other than Ohio State, yeah, really manageable. And they do get Ohio. By the way, they do get Ohio State at Camp Randall, but it's it is really manageable. So if you're a Nebraska fan, let's be real here. You should shoot cheer for Iowa. I mean, if you want a shake up in the West, if you want it to to not be really settled, you want Iowa to win this game somehow. You want Iowa to figure out how to win somehow. You want Iowa to take an offense in there with Deacon Hill who was six for 21 passing against Purdue last week. He didn't, they, they, they won the game against Purdue, Sean, Iowa, without completing a pass to a receiver, which is the first time I was done that since 1978. And Deacon Hill's a scholarship quarterback, right? Yeah, he's not I like can't. a wall. I mean, yeah, he is. He's just, he's limited. <laughs> they they didn't, they, that's a good word to use um for bad players. Limited. Um, the, uh, Sean, I want to reiterate, that they did not, Iowa did not have a, a receiver catch a pass in the game last week. So they're, yeah, they're, I don't know if you can go in there and steal that game from Wisconsin or not. I have, I don't think they can, but their defense will keep them in it. You know how they do it. Defense and special teams will probably keep them in it. It's supposed to be really rainy and sloppy. That works in Iowa's favor for sure. Um, uh, so we'll see. But I know where I'm gonna be parked at three o'clock. I'm a, I'll I'll have my column done by three, Sean. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Deacon Hill um was once commit um got he's gone from Fordham to Iowa. Looking at his on three pa- page, but he was six three, two thirty in high school. Yeah, he's in the two fifties. He's I thought boy. he was two eighty. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I thought no, I thought it was like two seventy six. I thought I he was like two seventy something.
1: Yeah, I don't want to speculate on his weight, but no, he's I mean, a big boy. He's he
0: big boy. I mean he is put together. Yeah. Uh, he was a four-star, though. It wasn't like he was like underrated. I mean, he was highly ranked by everybody. Mm-hmm. He's Iowa writers will tell you he's pretty limited, Sean. No. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just interesting that they've gotten down to that, but they were all in on Cade McNamara. Uh, all in. McNamara got hurt. Remember,
1: M- McNamara got hurt in the offseason, and he wasn't the same in the season. He didn't move the same. Anyway, he's gone, and they're really struggling. They got Caleb Johnson back last week, and he ran for 134 yards. That That helps. That helps, but I don't know. They don't got a lot of offense. I Everybody knows. Have, Come on, it's,
0: off. it's Iowa. They don't have a lot of offense. They would love to have Harburg on their roster, Iowa. Do you he, think so? I mean, he would have been – it was always a mystery to me why they didn't go harder at him. I mean, obviously Nebraska offered him, so – but Harburg at Iowa with his arm talent and the mobility would have been a really good Iowa quarterback too. Yeah. Uh, but it it's just – the Kirk Ferentz discussion is going to get – you know, they might go oh, yeah. nine. Well, the, it reminds me, we were talking about this. Uh, it reminds you a little bit of 2014 Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They went nine and three, and they fired Bo Pelini here. Right. And it feels like, I don't know if they're going to fire Kirk Ferentz, but if they if this contract thing forces him to move on his son, right, could we see like a Mark Rick Miami thing where they right. wanted Mark Rick to fire his son, mm-hmm. and then Mark Rick retired? Yeah, I, that's a good point, Sean. I would tell you this.
1: Ferentz has... Had the support of Iowa fans for a long time. It's waned, though. It's his support has waned. But they're winning still. That's what's confusing. They're five and one. Yeah, five and one. They win so ugly, and the nepotism, the, the nepotism situation wears people out a little bit. The offense constantly, constantly struggling. His son is in charge of it. it. Come on, that wouldn't that conversation just wear you out every week? It's that's the same conversation. They don't complete a pass to a receiver, their quarterback goes 6 for 21. I mean, it just it would get really old. Now, what's going to happen against Wisconsin? Wisconsin's not a great defense. I mean, they might be able to move the ball a little bit on them. It's definitely a game worth watching. What if they win? If you're a an Nebraska and you you really want Iowa to win this game. Because right. Nebraska's in a strangely okay position. If they beat Northwestern and Purdue,
0: they're in it. I mean, you'd have to declare they're in it at that point so if iowa though wins the west like and they could easily still do it
1: <laughs> not easily but but they, they could yeah they could
0: like not easily and they don't meet these offensive metrics like do brian, you really think the interim ad is going to like force brian ferentz out
1: i have philosophical problems with that i do if, if they would win the west and win nine games you shouldn't have to
0: force coaches out that's I why metrics think. on con like the frost win loss metric, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everyone, won- then we found out all it was was six wins. Yeah. But like it just, I think it's, you're really putting yourself in a corner when you put a metric on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, points per game metric. What really about odd. wins? Yeah. Really odd. Really what about odd. wins? Does that yeah. matter? Or is it, oh, do you have to score a certain amount of points? That's why I say I, I got some philosophical problems
1: with it. it, unless it's something really extreme, which now that's where people could say, simple, it's extreme. Their offense is terrible, it's extreme.
0: And um, the football people you talk to,
1: they they'll say that, right? Pretty much. I'd have to. De- I'd want to delve into it a little, but you
0: know, I mean, we know their offense is bad. But yeah, the it's not getting better. Iowa. And if Wisconsin wins this game, they could probably slide up in the top twenty-five. If Iowa does, no. Well, either one of those teams. But yep. if Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not ranked right now. Nobody in the Big Ten West is ranked. Yeah, they could slide in there you would think for sure Wisconsin would slide in there. I mean, they're close right now, but they just—they they haven't had a quality win. Big game at Camp Randall. Big All right, uh, Randall. before we close the show here on Headline oh, yeah. 5, Husker on Headlines brought to you by Caldera Lab. Uh, you brush your teeth every day. Well, taking care of your face is equally as important, if not more important, uh, and Caldera Lab has a great, easy – um three-step process takes a couple of minutes you do it right uh, when you wake up in the morning do it right when you go to bed Um, it's so easy to do and and you feel the results. your skin just feels better Um, you look better and 94 percent of men that have used caldera lab have shown to look younger and have results Uh, i've been using it now since the start of the season and i actually just put it in another order for it to be it is a great product Um, you know, and it just makes you feel and look a lot younger and help you take care of your face. So uh, we've got a great special right now for our Husker online users, uh, go to calderalab.com to receive 20% off by using promo code Husker. That's calderalab.com promo code Husker to receive 20% off your order here with Caldera Lab. Thank you again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on the Husker online show. All right, headline number five, Steve Sippel. It's by game it's by weekend here. What do you watch? Well, Sean, I mean I think you create a roadmap, basically a map of
1: how you want to handle it. And I, I'm really intrigued I, I I mean this. I mean this. I think Michigan has captured our imaginations. They play Indiana in Ann Arbor. It's gonna be they're gonna wallop Indiana. But I mean for instance, I wonder if Michigan can get through another game with without a turnover another game without without a penalty they've had one penalty in the last two games and no turnovers michigan's captured our imaginations at 11 a.m they play indiana at the same time what are we always doing we're always kind of trying to compare michigan and ohio state and penn state at the same time on so indiana's playing michigan on fox at the same time ohio state's playing purdue on peacock i'm interested uh, how, how do those two look simultaneously? I'm just going to be going back and forth. How does Ohio State look compared to Michigan? Ohio State, man, Sean, I, I watched a Maryland game. I rewatched it. Ohio State couldn't run the ball in Maryland. They had a lot well, of Maryland's trouble. Maryland's got some dudes up front, though. They must because it, it was in the third quarter, and Ohio State was averaging 1.1 yards per carry. So now can Ohio State cut it loose a little bit? They, 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 got, Marvin, they got Marvin Harrison going last week. So, so that's then the roadmap from there. You know, two thirty p.m. on ABC. Oregon,
0: Washington's big, huge game in the West Coast. Biggest game of the day. Pro, yeah, unless unless it's USC Notre Dame. Well, I think this game has more playoff implication. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's essentially kind of a quarterfinal game. It is.
1: So Oregon, Washington is at two thirty, right ahead of Iowa, Wisconsin. So I'll I'll watch a little Oregon, Washington, then settle in. Wisconsin, Iowa at 3 p.m. And then and then
0: USC Notre Dame at night, 6 30. There's the roadmap. There uh, you know, is. one game I'm not gonna probably watch a lot of it, but I'll be following it. Michigan State at Rutgers, only because Nebraska <laughs> really? plays Michigan State in a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. And if you're a Husker fan, you want Michigan State just to fall off the tracks. Yeah. Like, you want them to just be a I mean yeah, you do half the players wanting to leave, not knowing Something that like that. Like yeah. you want that game not to have a lot of juice.
1: Yeah, you don't want
0: those kids like, you don't want Michigan State out there trying to fight and battle. Like you want their season to feel like it's over by when the time you get out there. Yeah, in this case, falling
1: off the tracks would mean Rutgers. If Rutgers can put a big offensive number on Michigan State, you know that Michigan State's in bad trouble because Rutgers is really challenged offensively. So I don't know. I that
0: might get Rutgers to a bowl game if they win this
1: game. Yeah, it's pretty big. There's some yeah, there's some pretty good games that we didn't. I mean that I wouldn't put on the map on
0: my personal map. Kansas at Oklahoma State two thirty game pretty big, big. Game for Kansas
1: yeah Kansas Kansas is looking to start six and one okay Kansas is starting to look six is start is looking like a six and one team if they can get this I mean I heard of somebody say on my other radio show that Oklahoma has got a a pretty manageable schedule except they have to still play at Kansas think about that sentence for a second like. Really? Kansas. Oklahoma, you say the words has to still play at Kansas. Think how far Lance has took that program. It's it's all it is remarkable how far he's taken that yeah, program. He's got, okay, I gotta quit this because we got our, our listeners accuse me of being a homer for,
0: for Lance like well, yeah. you've known Lance for a long time, but yeah, 25 years. Um, you know, another game. I'm looking at big 10 matchups here. Um
1: there's not much
0: Maryland, Illinois. You're, you're, I, I, you're, I just want to see. If, if Bielema gets them to play any better. Yeah. I mean, like they could go out to Maryland and just get drilled. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I expect. I suspect that they'll get drilled. Well, and and listen to this really drilled. So Caleb Pye from Omaha central offensive lineman who's committed to Illinois is decommitted Tanner Hollinger, who's committed as a tight end from cross County, um, eight man school in Nebraska, to Illinois. He announced he's been invited to the Nebraska game, and usually when you announce the invite, it usually means you're going to visit, so they're, they're having some trouble with their recruits at Illinois. So oh, I imagine they are. Their offense is, you saw their offense. But I, I just can't imagine, Whit, I mean, Whitman's not going to make any kind of move on Bielema. It's probably more like coordinators and staff. Or, now, this this week, Bielema didn't,
1: he didn't make a move on the offensive coordinator, and it doesn't sound like he's going to. Um, we thought that listening to his press conference after the Nebraska game, we thought maybe he was getting ready to, in fact, one of the writers we talked to already had a story ready, but it didn't happen. Barry Lunny Jr. Is still the offensive coordinator and it doesn't look like Billima's poised to make a move. They just, he just wants Lunny to make changes. So, and and you know though they're really hurt. I mean they're they're down to the nubs at running back. They can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. Their offensive lines banged up. Uh, they just don't have much.
0: Obviously, a couple big night games to um, USC Notre Dame. Huge. Um, USC on the road, Huge. but then um, you know UCLA is at Oregon State. Pretty big. That's a seven o'clock Fox game. Pretty big. Big Ten implications. Pretty there. big. Big game. So it should be a good. I'm I'm going to be in Kansas City though.
1: Oh boy, you're, you're going to go anywhere.
0: Watching you're not watching yeah we i mean we've kind of done this every bye we, we like to go down there just for a couple days and, and just, just try to pay attention to scores get, yeah I, oh i do trust me like i stream i have my phone going wherever we're at but let the, let the let the callahan ladies have a weekend yeah <laughs> that sounds fun any restaurant plans we tend to go to jack stacks okay and also Joe's, uh, the the Overland Park Joe's, not the gas station one. They have the same menu at all. That them. sounds good. But that yeah, sounds really good. Like I, I basically give up a lot. I let them do all the shopping, and I, I get to eat the barbecue. That's yeah, and I've said my
1: map. I we'll see family considerations. I always, I always worry about whether it's going to work out or not. As of now, that's what I kind of want to do. We'll see if it shakes out that way. I might have to pull some strings.
0: Oh, and exciting news for our next post game show. Um, Big red smoke reached out to me and he runs a catering business, Steve Sipple, uh, for barbecue and, and makes his own margaritas and, and mm. other drinks. Uh, he is going to bring you your post game margarita for the next Husker online post game live show. What a dude. So big red smoke, um, is going to bring, he said, pork belly, burnt ends, ribs, smoked chicken wings, etc.
1: <laughs> smoke. I'll tell you something, Sean, smoked chicken wings
0: and margaritas (laughs) now he wanted to know do you like sugar or salt on your margarita don't
1: don't 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 put sugar on it salt
0: yeah salt heavy salt i'm a bloody mary i'm i'm not a marg guy that's fine so i'll do a bloody otherwise i'll just drink our wings and a margarita post game next yeah
1: i will not be surly if that happens i promise i'll be like regis philbin if that happens and it's our
0: unofficial new tradition we'll Promote your business a little bit if you want to give Steve Sippel's postgame margarita. Yeah. And see me in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get a better show out of you. <laughs>
1: Stop it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, uh, I'll be like if, Alex Trebek. Hopefully everybody has a great bye weekend, enjoys the Saturday off, uh, gets some football in, uh, gets out of, out of town. But uh, make sure you check out huscarline.com You can try us out for $1 for your first month. Uh, take advantage of that great special. Uh, plenty of great content, including Steve Sippel's Sunday column uh, this weekend. So make sure you get on HuskerOnline.com. Uh, signing off here for Husker Online Headlines. For Steve Sipple. I'm Sean Callahan.